good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Thank you, Anne, for making the speaker cry before she has to speak. <laughs> Divine order, now and evermore. There's a story, and there's probably several versions of this story, and some of you have probably heard a version of it. And it tells of a person who's walking in their garden, and they come to a cocoon that they've been watching develop over time. And on this day, the cocoon is opening. The butterfly is working its way out, and it seemed to have a really difficult time. So uncomfortable with watching that struggle, the person reached out to help and tore the cocoon open. The butterfly came out, and shortly afterwards, it died. What the person learned later was that the butterfly was deprived of the opportunity to strengthen its wings so it could fly. If it couldn't fly, it couldn't feed itself. It couldn't be a butterfly. There was a purpose and order to the process of transforming from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And some of that included a little bit of struggle. It took some work. But all of those steps were necessary to the butterfly's survival. Now, while this could be a cautionary tale about codependence, that's not our purpose today. In the sixth week of our Faith in Action series, we're talking about strength and order. And though the chapter on strength becomes before the chapter on order, it seemed to me, the more I thought about this, that we really should have a handle on order before we get a proper perspective on strength. We live in a very orderly world, material circumstances notwithstanding. You know, the sun, planets, they reliably orbit and rotate in their appointed rounds. Day follows night, night follows day, seasons follow seasons, life follows death, death follows life. When you step back far enough, you can see all, that, all of life is cycles within cycles. Life on earth is a process, and in many ways, it is a reliable process. Now, most of us are familiar with the third chapter of Ecclesiastes. For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, 
a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. This is a beautiful passage, and I think we turn to it when we want reassurance because it makes life sound so organized and neat and tidy. It's you know, pretty simple in, in those passages. Yet, within all of this organization, most of us experience periods that we would call chaos. And we don't like it very much. We often resist it. We want to think that divine order means no conflict, no struggle, no traffic jams, just a smooth ride down that freeway. What Ecclesiastes doesn't tell us is that a lot of other stuff will be going on during each season. And when we walk into, when we are into that traffic jam, we evoke Ecclesiastes because we think that is divine order we are looking for. And indeed it is. I think the real issue is that we tend to misunderstand what divine order really is. Now, a simple example is if you want to completely remodel a building, you have to, what, tear it down first, right? And then you clear out the debris, and there's a god-awful mess there for a while. Then you decide how you want it to be, and then you put in the work to get it done. There's an order to that process, even though there are times when everything seems completely destroyed. But there is that underlying order to the process that you can actually rely on, because in that case, you know the steps. And of course, the thing is, is often we don't know the steps. Sometimes we don't even know what we are doing. We're just putting one foot in front of the other. And putting one foot in front of the other will lead us to where we want to go. And sometimes the path is obvious, sometimes not so much. My journey to ministry was long and convoluted. And for anybody who thinks that anybody walks into ministry easily, we'll have a talk later. But I came into the world knowing that I had a spiritual calling. And back then, the Episcopal Church didn't ordain women. So there were not a lot of options. And I lived in a very small town, so I didn't have opportunities like this. And when I was in high school, I entertained the idea of going to a convent and becoming a nun. That lasted about a week because every time I thought about it, I could just hear God laughing. <laughs> ha ha, right. And truthfully, even if I had been accepted into it, I think I probably would have lasted a week. <laughs> you know, I was looking for a spiritual, how, how to do my spiritual work. So I let it all go and I tried to make my way in the world. And of course, lots of things happened in between. But in my early 30s, actually it was in my late 20s, I started ministerial training with religious science, which has now you know, changed their name a little bit. It's the same teaching. And I completed the first three levels. And then life intervened. And it was 36 years before ordination happened. Life took me in many directions during that time, and I found other ways to do spiritual work. But there was also a frustration because I couldn't find my right place. And then one day in 2009, I was listening to Jim, Reverend Jim Lee give a talk over at Christ Unity. 
I was sitting there minding my own business and a voice, an actual voice said, it's time, call Blaine and ask him to ordain you. <laughs> now, Reverend Blaine Mays was, had been my, my original mentor and teacher 36 years before. And I'm like, right, call a man you haven't talked to in over 30 years and say, hey, can I nip around and you just ordain me, please? <laughs> but I did call him. And he said, I would love to ordain you. So I went down there, and I was ordained in a private ceremony by three people in an empty church with my husband as the only witness. So then what came next? I wasn't attached to a church. I didn't know what to do. I just knew that, okay, I got here. I did that. And I spent three years trying to find a place, trying to just find out what I was supposed to do, and nothing was working. Until one day, something changed, and I was offered the opportunity to do a little prayer group here. Now, mind you, my entire goal was to quietly facilitate a small group and stay in, in the background and stay as, non as anonymous as possible. You will notice how that worked out. <laughs> I give you the highlights of my life, but I can tell you that when I look back on all those years, way back into my early childhood, I can see that I was in training for what I am doing now in this specific place. Not for just general ministry, it was to bring me here to do and fit in here. And honestly, had I gone the traditional route of ministerial training, I doubt seriously if I'd be doing this work today. Did I enjoy marching through those harder bits? Of course not. Did I feel frustrated and like a failure at times? Oh, yeah. But in all those years of spiritual formation, those were the greatest gift I ever could have received. I'm grateful that I was enough of a rebel to follow the guidance, even when it took me far afield. And my point is that even though I struggled and became frustrated and gave up at times, Divine order was working under it all to bring me and us to this point here now. In Divine Audacity, Reverend Linda offers three traits for divine order, organization, adjustment, and evolution. And if you step back and look at my life or your life, our lives, you can see how this works. I put one foot in front of the other, that was as much organization as I could find sometimes. And then something would happen, and I would adjust my thinking and my actions. And over time, I evolved into who I am right now. And all of you do this and have done the same thing in your own way. You know, I tell you my story. I stand up here and talk about me because that's the only story I have. Each one of you has your own story, and it will follow the same pattern, the divine order underlying everything that has taken you from where you were to where you are right now. We are always adjusting so we can evolve. It is the natural way of things. It is order. Divine order underlies everything at all times. And my primary go-to affirmation, especially when... I'm looking at something and I can't even think is divine order prevails in all aspects of my life. That's the first thing that will come out of my mouth. For me, divine order is stability. It's foundational. 
So you shouldn't be surprised now when I say that Reverend Linda chose stability, courage, and tenacity as the aspects of strength. And the reason I decided to quote the Ecclesiastes passage was not because it's so popular, but because it calls you to have strength to endure, to continue no matter the season. It is telling you outright that this is a messy world. You will notice that not all of those seasons mentioned are super positive. But it also reassures us that there's that underlying pattern to everything. I used strength when I first came here. No one knew me, maybe a couple people. I had absolutely no experience working as a minister in a church. And I was offered a little prayer group. And by that, I mean the one person who came each week. I came and I did it, and I never complained about the size. I kept doing it for about six months, whereupon the person who was coming made his transition. And it was time, we all agreed, it was time to let that group go. And so I stayed in a different small group and helped facilitate it. And I would do an occasional memorial service for people outside the church. A year or two later, I was asked to do the Wednesdays, the Wow Wednesdays. And I got to tell you, I had absolutely no idea on this planet how to do that. <laughs> I had no clue. And I still don't know why I said yes. Well, actually, I do. It was divine order. But I remember sitting there listening to Reverend James and Reverend Marge telling me how hard it was going to be and all these things and whatever. And my brain is going, uh-uh, we're not doing that. And my mouth said yes. <laughs> divine order. That was a huge step into the unknown for me. Divine order put me in a place with a senior minister who would allow me to develop as a minister and with people who would support me and teach me. Strength gave me the courage and tenacity to step into unknown territory. Organization, adjustment, and evolution. Those are the words for order. Stability, courage, and tenacity are the words for strength. Organization and stability go hand in hand. Think of how much how better you feel when you're, when you're organized, right? That stability keeps you from being distracted. You aren't worrying about all that other stuff that needs to be done. You're just getting on with things. And when you aren't distracted, you're also able to focus on your inner life. You can listen to spirit. You can follow and be open to divine order. It takes courage to make adjustments in your thinking and in your actions. And it takes courage to change your life, to stop resisting and to adjust. I know it sounds kind of funny to say that it takes courage to stop resisting, but think about it. We resist because we feel safe with the status quo. Even if we don't like the status quo, what is that? You know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know, whatever. So it takes courage to make that step. Adjusting, letting go of old ways of thinking and acting is a deeply courageous act. And we cannot evolve unless we're tenacious. If we just give up, we don't move forward. I remember not long after I started my Thursday morning group in 16, 2016, I was talking with a woman, and I just, it was a casual conversation, and I mentioned something about a 36-year journey to ordination. 
And she looked at me with kind of wonder in her eyes, and she said, but you never gave up. I was absolutely stunned at that comment because I had never looked at it that way. I thought I had given up a hundred times. That was the, one of the best things anybody has ever said to me. It was like, wow, I guess I, I, guess I did hang in there. Who knew? Tenacity might not mean being focused totally on something for 24-7. In fact, it mostly doesn't mean that. It might just mean keeping the goal in sight. It might mean putting it in a drawer for a while, but you know exactly where it is. Keeping on, keeping on leads to evolution because you courageously step forward. And you're able to do this because you are supported by a divine orderly energy that will never, ever let you down. It will never desert you because that energy is you. Divine order prevails in all aspects of our lives at all times. Divine order is a foundational power and it takes us into the unknown and then it confuses us. But please know this. Strength in all its aspects dwell within each of you right here, right now. Divine order in all of its glory prevails in all areas of your life right here, right now. All you need to do is recognize yourself as an amazing, divine, beautiful person being that you are. And when you recognize and accept your divine identity, those powers will rise up to meet you. And then you will stand in strength as divine order leads you to your highest good. And your light will shine for all to see. And so it is. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center Time.